And welcome back to the Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpott. And Steve Wilson. You know, the burger world has just been rocked off its axis this week. We had we had major burger announcements, one a total surprise, and then one, uh, you know, kind of a uh, a little blip in the in the in the road, a little bump in the road for what's been a pretty good company overall. But let's talk first about uh, let's talk first about In and Out. Let's talk about what happened in In and Out. They're back open again, but it still opens the question for a lot of Texans: What's up with In and Out? What happened in In and Out was they closed for what, like a day and a half, because their buns were substandard. And the weird thing about that is, uh, my visits to In and Out, I don't remember anything all that memorable about the buns. Well, they said the buns weren't as good as company standards require. They're, you know, In and Out is is uh, having all their meat buns and everything made in Texas for the Texas restaurants. And there was this discovery that that buns were not uh, were not not as good as they should be. Now, we haven't had any specifics, but I can tell you they're not the only people who complained about buns lately. There is a big problem with buns. Buns are falling apart. The Mrs. Baird's buns are not holding up under the weight of these bigger burgers. And there's a, a lot of general dissatisfaction with buns. That's why people are getting custom buns. Perhaps that's why um, Hop Dottie, which just opened a South Lake location, has their smaller bun. It, and it, with that, their burger, the smaller burger, it's very neatly constructed. It almost looks like it's constructed in a tube. Um, I got the uh, Diablo burger, which is one of our spicy favorites um, at a uh, soft opening on Saturday. My vegetarian wife got something with one of the veggie patties, not the Impossible Burger, but the veggie patty was huge. That was falling apart, but the buns were perfect. Hop Dottie has that smaller, thick burger, and I think Chop House Burger uses that same bun. Steve? Well, I, that doesn't Hop Dottie, don't they uh, make their own buns in-house? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, yeah I think, I think, like four, times, I think four times a day, I okay. think they right. make them. Dallas Chop House is very similar to the one that's in Fort Worth and and across 121 in, in Euless. Right? I have not had a, a big bun problem. Uh, our our go-to burger place is, uh, since we live near there, is Liberty Burger in North Fort Worth. They're pretty consistent. Well, I'm not consi- I'm not kidding about their big bun problem. You know, the Fred's are, you know, DOW.com Battle of the Burgers, you know, perennial finalist and, and sometimes winner. Two-time winner. Two-time mm-hmm. winner. You know, Fred's changed their buns several years ago because they had historically for 40 years used Mrs. Baird's buns quality had declined so much and their burgers had grown so much that they felt like they needed a little more sturdy burger. So they changed. A, a lot of uh, restaurants that are doing a thicker burger have had to go to a, to a sturdier bun or a challah bun. And then, um, yeah, then you have the restaurants that are still the old school traditional. There's only a few of them left that are still doing old school thin patties and cheese on a Ms. Baird's bun. So things change. Even Billy at Billy's Oak Acres, he has a new burger. Steve, have you tried it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he uh, just changed the patty on that uh, with a different type of beef. And uh, he's also adding a, a hoagie roll, roll so that he's doing a, a cheesesteak, too, now. And he's had to get buns because the the, uh, the bun business, apparently there's a good market if you can bake good buns out there. If you don't like In-N-Out, first of all, get your fries well done. Get a double burger at In-N-Out, not a single. In-N-Out is supposed to be for double burgers. And, yes, the fries are kind of weak, but get them well done. And kind of really, that goes everywhere. Get fries well done. And I, I prefer the animal-style burgers that are on the uh, the secret menu with the mustard-filled uh, patty. Yeah, everything with a, with a mustard-grilled patty. And like uh, my experiences there has been – I've been a couple of times where I've sat in long lines, and I've been um, there when I haven't had to sit for much of a line at all. And it's usually better when you don't have to sit for a line at all. The other big upheaval in the world this week was this – 
pancake restaurant that <laughs> suddenly says they're going to become a burger restaurant? I, and Whataburger had a good reply. They said, look, you know, we love pancakes, but we're not going to change our name to What a Pancake. Burger King changed its Twitter handle to Pancake King. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we're talking about... Uh, it, well, IHOP, International House of Pancakes, led a tease last week that they were going to change their name to IHOB, I-H-O-B. This led to a lot of speculation. Most people bought just International House of Breakfast because they serve a lot more than pancakes. But on Monday, they revealed it was International House of Burgers as they... Uh, Unveiled seven new burgers, uh, including a breakfast burger that, I'm disappointed, is, does not have pancakes for a bun. Steve, how long has it been since you've been to an IHOP? Um, actually, probably about a month. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what'd you have? Uh, let's see, we had uh, French toast. My wife likes French toast a lot. Is this uh, Cherry Lane? Uh, this one's the, uh, the one across from uh, Saltgrass. Uh, Southwest Loop 820? Right. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a busy one. Uh, well, I mean, I just, I can't imagine going, you know, this is, I, when I think of IHOP, I think of Denny's. And I remember when Denny's had a big burger rollout. So to me, this is very similar to the big Denny's burger campaign of Denny's for burgers, and it didn't take. Robert, is this one going to take? Uh, no, I, I, I doubt it, but I'm going to go to lunch with a couple of our contributors, um, Malcolm Mayhew and uh, Anna Kaplan, and find out find out whether the burgers are very good. It feels like a temporary stunt, it, but they have been changing signs, so who knows? You know, just it, Maybe their lunch is doing better than breakfast now. So uh, <clears throat> when I've gone to I, I, IHOP and had anything besides I, uh, pancakes or French toast, I found it to be a disappointment, uh, mm. even just you know, an omelet or scrambled eggs or something like that, or just, it seems like something, you know, not, not terrible, but kind of boring. Um, Everybody else is doing fancier breakfasts. We're about to get a snooze. We have Yolk downtown. We get all these better breakfasts. You know, I mean, maybe IHOP has too much competition in the breakfast segment. And of course, the one we're going to is uh, on University Drive and right across the street is Fort Worth favorite Old South Pancake House. And they're not boasting about any burgers. They've been open 24 hours, seven days a week. Well, they close for a few hours on Christmas now, but they've been open almost 24 hours, seven days a week since 1961 or two. And as far as I know, at no point have they ever thought about changing their name. And, and as a former night worker, I can tell you, you haven't lived until you've been inside Old South Pancake House at three o'clock in the morning. And you'd be surprised who you see there. The, uh, you know, the, the other thing about IHOP, I noticed, is that they changed their Twitter handle, but they didn't change some of the social media that's a little tougher to change. They didn't change their Facebook pages and some of their other, other social media tags. So I think this is a little summer publicity flurry, and we'll see them change back. If it's even a summer, it could be a month-long publicity for flurry. We have a new restaurant to talk about that's, that's just going great guns, and then we have a, a very popular Magnolia restaurant that's changing. Um, first, I mean, Robert, Robert and I both have been to Bartaco. Steve, have you gone yet? No, I haven't. Okay, let me just tell you off the bat, this is a taco and tequila restaurant founded in New York, based in Connecticut. New York City? New upstate. York City. Well, upstate New York. <laughs> and, but close enough. And it's actually good. Um, I, I was there just interviewing the owners, and they, they brought out a couple of small tacos for me, but it wasn't exactly like I had the whole... Um, taco experience there. Um, 
they told me that they use the tortilla as a canvas, which kind of got lampooned by a couple of the taqueria people around here. It, it does sound a little pretentious. Yeah, some of those some of those ones making fun of it. Their tacos taste kind of like canvas too. Yeah, and they're well, and they're not. Um, you're not going to get a torchy style taco here. You're not going to get a salsa limon style taco. They're more into. Um, they have some. Uh, South American-inspired, they have some uh, Pacific Rim-inspired tacos. Um, you're not going to see tripa or barbacoa at this place. You're going to see some uh, fancier fillings. Yeah, it's a small plates concept. You're supposed to get a few tacos, a small salad. It's, it's a, you order all small, small portions. The only thing that's not small is the prices. But, uh, the, uh, but actually, I mean, the duck tacos are great. The salads are, are fantastic. I mean, I went there with a group. One of the first nights we sat on the patio. It didn't even seem hot. We were in the shade along the river. There was plenty of breeze. And everything we had was out of this world. Uh, I mean, I, I hate to just vaguely say, oh, it was out of this world good. But, I mean, it, 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 was, it was an excellent, excellent dinner. And they have a lot going for them with their location in West Bend. It's right on the Trinity. It's a very nice patio. Uh, they like to have a nautical theme in their uh, in their restaurants. They have a lot of uh, very nice photos from uh, one of their co-founders, who's a uh, world traveler, and uh, he's got photos from Pacific Rim and from South America and from uh, North America. We um, haven't really tried the tequila part of the bar yet, but uh, right. they, there was a pretty good. I, I, the there. other people at the table recommended it highly. So the, you know, I, I of course was trying to maintain my you know, stability and, and report solely on the food quality. But And this is a neighbor to uh, HD Supply Company, which also has a very nice patio. Um, they're really taking advantage of this location. You've talked about all the interior, and Bartaco obviously is, is intended to be a big corporate expansion restaurant with the, the, uh, the, the flashy decor and extensive menu, and they're such a big corporate expansion that they were just bought by Del Frisco. So they'll have, they're now based in South Lake technically, and They'll have there'll be more Bartacos. And there's there um, the the CEO, I believe, um, has lived in South Lake for several years. They told me, um, and I, I kind of appreciated this, that um, they're taking a wait and see to see if they want to expo- uh, expand here. They want to see how successful this first location is before they start opening in other parts of uh, Dallas-Fort Worth. And they tend to locate around water features, mm-hmm. so that we have a limited supply of yeah, those. We have, yeah, definitely. Now, about as far as you could get from Bartaco is Magnolia and some of, uh, gosh, what used to be considered kind of a hipster street, but it's, it's, uh, it's becoming terribly mainstream, and Robert Bearded Lady has to move. Is it becoming the mainstream? I mean, you've got a couple of, uh, you know, you've got like uh, Great Harvest Bread Company, which is a chain, and you've got, I wouldn't, you know, kind of Rosso is a chain, but it's a small chain and it's based in Dallas. Most of the, everything else there is um, uh, Fort Worth based. Um, I never got a clear explanation of why Bearded Lady is moving, but they are moving to bigger quarters on um, South Main. They are going to close. Uh, the Magnolia location uh, on June 27th. If you haven't been, go to experience two things. The patio, which is very nice. It's a, it's a front yard patio that looks out on the Magnolia scene. And the LUST burger, the Lust Burger, which um, Texas Monthly put on its uh, cover a couple of years ago when it did the 50 um, best burgers in Texas. I believe it ranked Lust Burger number three. Anna Kaplan, one of our uh, contributors, threatened to leave her husband over it. She liked the burger so much. The South Main Village area that they're uh, moving to. Yeah, that's that's South Main between, uh, you know, south of Vickery, between Vickery and 
and Rosedale for people who aren't familiar with the term South Main Village. Right. You're going to see a lot of stuff happening there this year. There's already stuff happening. Uh, Alchemy Pops opened a little brick and mortar. It's a popsicle place. Opened. Taco Heads, new restaurant. Uh, Taco Heads uh, is moving there. Uh, we are waiting the arrival of uh, Four Sisters, I believe it is. The new Vietnamese, Vietnamese restaurant. Vietnamese restaurant. There is already um, a Taste Project, which is a pay-as-you-go, uh, pay-what-you-can restaurant that uh, is designed to uh, help people who are a little down on their luck. They don't have to pay anything if they don't want to, but if you can pay, they encourage you to pay, and sometimes, you know, they encourage you to pay a little more. The tips are, are figured into the check. And, of course, the ongoing 40-year success of Jesus Restaurant for chicken fried steak and uh, fried pies over there, which is kind of an eternal little plate lunch cafe that now is in the is hit it big in the middle of lucky South May. And I am close to wrapping up a story on uh, Funky Picnic Brewery and Cafe. It will probably it probably will be online before this po- this podcast is posted. It is uh, it's going to open in 2019, but it's another um, it's another brewery. Except that unlike um, Collective Brewing Projects, which we'll talk about later or um, Hot Fusion, which is nearby, it will also have, have its own kitchen. Um, and we'll have a, they're, they're talking about starting off small with an appetizer and sandwich menu, but getting, this isn't going to open until 2019, but you'll, you'll see by 2019, there will be a lot more activity in that area. Did you, uh, if, if, if it's not Father's Day yet, when you're listening to this, we're coming on just a day or two before Father's Day. You know, we, we did cover Father's Day in the previous episode, if you want to go back and play it. We do have a couple of updates. Robert, do you have some, some other Father's Day items? I'm looking at my email, and I've got uh, some of these deals are a little, um, don't sound all that great to me. The Cotton Patch Cafe is offering guests the chance to win dad a new Weber grill or a Yeti cooler by submitting uh, via Facebook or Instagram. I would suggest going to the Cotton Patch Grill, uh, Cotton Patch Cafe Facebook page to uh, get more details on that. Um, I would like a a Yeti. Cotton Patch (laughs) Grill. I know a certain kind of dad would like a Cotton Mm -hmm. Patch Grill Father's Day. Shannon Brewing uh, Company, which is in uh, Keller, pretty far north. It's north of Keller Parkway, uh, a couple of lights and kind of off in the back. They have their annual Dad Fest coming up on Saturday. Shannon is a cool place, great patio, very good beers. Um, don't have to be a dad to enjoy it, but they'll, they will have a lot more of their um, beers available on Saturday. Steve, did you have any Father's Day notes? Or? Well, I, I am actually planning to go to a, uh, the Father's Day Sunday supper uh, that uh, Victor Barrell uh, Villarreal. 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 Okay. Villarreal. Uh, that's Savers Culinary Service uh, that uh, they're, they're throwing at the, uh, Ro- uh, was it Rosen House? Where Inn? is the Rosen House in? It's in the Fairmont uh, area. So uh, so that's, you know, the neighborhood. The south side, Fair- Fairmount, Fort Worth on right, the south uh-huh, side. Right. And they, they, um, it's like $65 if you buy the tickets online, which they still have them available right now, or $80 at the door. And they have like a cured ribeye appetizer a uh, bourbon brine pork belly and tomato salad smoked tomahawk steaks and the ricotta key lime pie type dessert so ricotta terrarium i've never seen key lime pie described that way Uh (laughs) okay i want to mention one thing that's just right up dad's alley if it doesn't get too crowded dad eats free at one restaurant this is fish creek restaurant and bar in willow park west of fort worth Dad eats free, up to $20 value. He could probably get at least like a nice fish platter or a burger mm-hmm. or something for that. So that you have a dad eats free deal there. And there are actually this year two 
this is a very dangerous thing for a restaurant to offer all-you-can-eat barbecue buffets. So the one is expensive. The Omni's Sunday Brunch is called Man Versus Brunch, mm-hmm. and it has brisket, roast suckling pig, boar sausage, chili, roast chicken, mahi-mahi. has all the regular Sunday brunch items. It's $59, but Dad does get all he wants, and that's a great dessert table. And then this is a little bit better. Winslow's, which doesn't even usually have barbecue, on Sunday, Winslow's is celebrating its 10th anniversary, and they're going to have a big barbecue cookout on their patio for $25. They're going to donate $5 of each meal to firefighter charities, and they'll also be serving the regular brunch. So uh, take that and go celebrate at Winslow's. And, you know, if you're not there for the barbecue, you can be there for the wine. Too. Yeah, I was wondering what wine pairings you would use with the barbecue. You, you want to go with a Malbec or you want to go with a nice Sauvignon? <laughs> it, you know, maybe they have a Gewurztraminer there. But mm-hmm. I feel like red goes with barbecue. I think red. You yeah. need the red, but the, you need the white to go with the spice, but you need the, the red. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go with a Malbec or a Carbonier or something. So and any, any Latin American red probably will, will have a good uh, – we'll have a good – mm-hmm. this is not the wine show. What am I doing? <laughs> All right. Well, Robert? Uh, Pinstripes Bistro Bowling and Bocce, which is in the shops at Clear Fork, um, is really trying to get out the bistro part of the place. Uh, it's a, it yes, is a bo- they, they it is a bowling too, yeah yes. it is a bowling alley. Although it's a limited amount of lanes, they do have bocce courts. They have a very nice patio. Shops at Clear Fork is is uh, has put a premium on patios, but I think um, Pinstripes got one of the best ones. It's a two level, two section patio. They will do a Father's Day brunch. Um, they do brunch anyway on Sundays, but this one is going to be a little more barbecue-oriented. Uh, adults, $28. Uh, kids, 6 to 12 $15. Kids, 5 and under, free. Um, $1 mimosas, $5 Bloody Marys. They've been kind of pushing this uh, bistro part, and they are um, a step above a lot of the bowling entertainment uh, food centers that you'll, um, you'll see. They have a little fancier menu, and they're very proud of their wine program. Do they have a buffet every Sunday? Uh, they do a brunch every Sunday, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, and um, they they push they push the the Mother's Day brunch. I, I think this one buffet is going to be a little bit more barbecue heavy. Um, we also have uh, we mentioned Collective Brewing Project earlier. I believe it's every other Sunday. Jen Williams, who's one of the uh, Fort Worth chefs, um, with uh, G- and she's with, along with uh, JC Hospitality, does a brunch there, and it's usually using some of the collective um, beers collective is very adventurous with its brewing and kind of gets a little they have a couple of things for people who want to be a little safe they also have a ramen beer uh, i even tried a glitter beer before that they had actual edible glitter in it so yeah they they, they get they, they're out there but a lot of sour beers too so this brunch um starts at 12 30 p.m what you'll see is you'll see jen and her um her uh, assistant chefs in a corner, cooking on um, um, like gas stoves, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this, butane stoves, yeah, butane stoves. Mm-hmm. This is a thirty-dollar brunch. Uh, legs, eggs, and duck fat biscuits. I've had the duck fat biscuits; they're very good. Or Sunday scrapple, uh, pork scrapple, sausage, red grits, and what we're just going to call SOS. If you're familiar with SOS, you know what the first S stands for. We're pretty sure we still can't say this on our podcast. Um, but it's made with uh, Wagyu short rib. Um, if you've ever had SOS, Wagyu short rib is pretty good S. That sounds real good. So are you having second thoughts about Rosenhaus now, Steve? Or? 
Oh, no, well, I mean, I've already bought the tickets, and uh, and actually, it's it's going to be like a meat fest for me that day because I'm planning to do Billy's for lunch that day. So I'm going to have a big prime rib, and then I'm going to have a Tom Hot steak at night. So okay, well, well, uh, one last Father's Day note: it is the last day for the 50th anniversary of Mama's Pizza, so you can go get two large pizzas for 1968, which is the year that Mama's opened. If Dad wants one pizza, you can take the other for yourself. You don't even have to tell him that you got two on the deals. So. I still have leftover pizza from Monday. Uh-huh. I mean, the, How I, many did you buy? Uh, I bought two, uh, two of the medium pizzas, but their medium pizzas are pretty big. They're, I was, they're, so they're so big. it was like $5 a pizza, so $10, and I'm still eating on them. Monday was busy. They, there was up to a two-hour wait for Mama's Pizza on Monday. So the Mama's Pizza 50th anniversary has, uh, has been a great event. It, it winds up Sunday, and we're waiting for the Fiesta Restaurant anniversary that'll be coming up later yeah, the, in the month. Yeah, the, the landmark anniversaries keep happening. I know. It's like a, there a lot happened. A lot opens in, in June. A lot of restaurants open in the summer. And so we have a lot of these. Uh, Hopefully these some of these new restaurants we're talking about will have um, their landmark anniversary somewhere down the road. Well, we'll, we'll be, and we'll be back to tell you more about them in a future upcoming Eat Speed. But now don't forget to follow us, read us uh, online on startelegram.com or at dfw.com. Follow us at dfw.com on Twitter. Uh, R. Philpot. Written out, D-F-W-D-O-T-C-O-M. D-F-W-D-O-T-C-O-M on Twitter. R. Philpot, TX Weekend Chef. Mm-hmm. You know, follow us all on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. And uh, until the next time, follow us there until the next time we, we see you here on, on, uh, on the Eat Speak podcast. I'm Bud Kennedy. I'm Robert Philpot. And Steve Wilson. 